You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. Stay tuned to get great guidance on Medicare, insurance, retirement, tax planning, Social Security, 401k, IRA, pensions, including the FRS, Florida Retirement Systems, and much more. You are listening to the Financial Literacy Show with Hubert McIntosh, CPA, right here on WCNO Radio. Stay with us for the next hour and elevate your financial IQ. And now, here is your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA. Good afternoon, good afternoon, family. Thank you once again for joining us. It's a pleasure. Yes, it's an absolute pleasure to be with you. <laughs> and you know the next thing I'm going to say, right? But it's the truth. I'm in beautiful Palm City, Florida, and the weather is absolutely gorgeous. The weather, the weather is gorgeous. It's like 74 degrees and a slight wind blowing and the sun is shining. Wow, 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 wow. It's just gorgeous. You know, and I told you I have a friend in San Diego where I know she listens to from San Diego. So I don't know what their weather is there today, but we're going to send her. We're going to send her sunshine and others. We also have a few listeners in, in, in Toronto. Yeah, that listens. So I know sometimes their weather is also a bit chilly and even snowy. So... So for all of the all of our family members, right, who are not enjoying this great weather that we are now experiencing in South Florida, we send you sunshine. We send you sunshine from the sunshine state with love. Okay? So we are sending sunshine and we are sending love. And we're going to educate you also. Oh, my gosh. What can be better? What can be better than that? Yes, one thing can be better. We're going to invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit because once we have his presence. Remember, I reminded you last last week and, and, and before also when, yeah, when the children of Israel you know, when Moses was going to lead them over and then you, you know the story. I think it's about Exodus 33 there. Um, when what happened, and then Moses broke the tablet because they were turning to idolism and blah, 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 stuff like that. And then, you know, God got so angry with them that he told Moses that, hey, you know, I'm still going to send you. I'm still going to send you. I'm going to send an angel with you i'm gonna send an angel because i'm not gonna go with these stiff neck people i'm gonna send an angel with them i remember what moses says lord if you are not coming if you are not coming don't send us because it doesn't matter if we don't have your presence your presence, you know, so you could send us, but it is present. So, so with that being said, you know, go, let us invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for this great and wonderful day, Lord, that we can look to you, Father. We can look to you. We don't have to look to the left. We don't have to look to the right. We don't have to look around. Father, if our focus is on you, is on you, Lord, 
then we can live that Matthew 6.33, where if we are centered on you, Lord, where we are seeking you, seeking you and all your righteousness, Lord, everything else will be added unto us. So, Father, we just thank you for such a privilege and an honor that we can come to you like that. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Father God, speak through me. Speak through me. Let, let my words, let my voice be your words, Father God. Prepare your people. Prepare your people to receive what you have in store for them, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, and we'll be make sure to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you once again. Oh, I am very excited. Well, most of the time I'm excited. But I'm very excited this week because we're going to pick up from last week. We're going to pick up from last week. So those of you who were with us, you know where we were. But for those who weren't, we're going to do a little catch up. Okay. We're in the studio. 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. This is Hubert McIntosh, your CPA. So last week we started talking about Family caregiving, caregiving. And what we covered was that we start with a discussion. We start with a discussion because nothing happens without discussion in the sense that if we even go to Habakkuk 2, 2, where it says, you know, we have to have the vision, write the vision down plainly so that the runner can run with it. But you know, before we do all of that, it starts with a discussion, especially when it's not a unilateral thing or a bilateral thing with just you and God. If it involves others, if it involves others, then there has to be a discussion. Why? Because if there's not a discussion, then you, one or, one or two persons, may be overpowering the others. And if we're doing this in love, it has to be a discussion because you want to get all the views. You don't want to get all the views. You don't want to assume that this person view is less than that person. And, and this is where we started talking about having that discussion, whereas with children, having the discussion with parents, whether it's elderly parent, but it's also with spouses, relationships, siblings, husband and wife, mother, children, children, parent, that discussion has to happen because he's, what happens is that if we don't know the next person desire, then we are imposing, we're imposing our desire. We're imposing our desire. And then that, that's not lovingly. That's not lovingly. So, so we got to be careful. We got to be careful with that. And so what we started, we talk about medical. You got to have that medical discussion. And sometimes we're fearful of having that medical discussion in the sense that sometimes an elderly person reaches that stage where it's kind of hard, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an elderly person. It's kind of hard to accept that you can't do the things you used to do. We're humans, and we all want to believe that we are as 
invincible as we were at 19 years old. But you know none of us stays invincible, right? So we have to have that discussion. We also talk, We started talking about the legality of it. You can't just assume things going to go. You have to have guidelines regarding within your state, you know, because there are different things that you, you have to discuss. So with that being said, we had a testimony. Oh, my gosh. The program ended last week with a testimony. And while this young lady was giving her testimony, there were calls waiting. Yes, there were lines waiting. And so I make that confession for those of you who have spoken to you who were waiting. Because during the middle of this testimony, I just, I just couldn't cut her off. I just couldn't cut her off. So for those of you who remember, I'm going to take it a little bit further and add to her testimony. So basically now I'm feeling like, you know, I grew up in Jamaica and the, the Baptist and on, on, under, the, <laughs> under the, the Baptist denomination. I don't know if it's every denomination, whereas Sunday nights, Sunday nights were testimony night you know, so when you're going to church sunday night you you know you know you're going and you're gonna hear some testimonies you're gonna hear some testimonies and you go back there you go back to even the older days you go back to where joshua when the children of israel came over from egypt one of the things that was reminded where they were telling them hey you see these stones write the memories on them write the memories of them because there is such power in testimony. There is such power in testimony. Because when you hear that someone else has done it, you can get an inspiration driven up inside of you. That's one of the power of testimony. Because sometimes we may not have the testimony of something but we can borrow someone else's testimony. Oh my gosh, I say that. Oh, that that that's just a powerful thing. It, it, that makes me feel like I want to preach, you know. Even though, you know, whereas you, you know, there's this story, man. I just love this story. I love this story where Jesus was. Guys, remember, most of you know the story. Jesus was in this room, man, and these guys, man. And these are friends, man. When you have friends like these, you know, I have a couple like that that I give God thanks for them because when you have friends like these, man, where they're not just waiting on you, man, they're gonna they're they're gonna lend you their fate. And it's the four guys, man. Remember these four guys where they took their friend, their lame friend, man, because they took him to the house, right? And the house, man, it was crowded and they couldn't get in. Man. And, man, they went on top. <laughs> I can't describe. I don't know what size home it was. But these guys, man, they took off the roof. They took off the roof to let their friend down in front of Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, I have a couple of friends that, that I, 
I know would do that, man. And I'm telling you, it's just such a blessing when you have people like that in your life where sometimes you don't even believe or your belief is wavering, man. And they just come alongside you. <laughs> I just straight. Hey, let me tell you, man. I have a couple of friends, you know, the other day I was going to do a, a procedure, man. And one of them was going to take me, man. And... <laughs> He had to say, you know, you know what, man? I'm not gonna let the other one take it, man. I'm going to, man. And let me tell you, man, both of them show up, man. I'm telling you, that's just a blessing when you have people like that in your life. So I just encourage you guys there. So I'm gonna talk about this lady, man. She talked about this, she called, right? Because we were talking about making plans for long-term care. And it starts with the discussion. And she and her husband had the discussion that they needed long-term care. They needed it. They needed it. I don't remember what she said inspired it, but they needed the long-term care. So anyway, they sat down and they decided to get the long-term care insurance. They got the long-term care insurance and, you know, they have it for a few years. And, you know, you have it for a few years because sometimes you take these things out. You don't know when you're going to utilize it. And this is the thing with insurance. When someone hears about insurance, when someone says, I don't want any insurance, I don't want this or what. But insurance is that thing where for the uncertainties of life. Because you all know life has uncertainties. But fast forward, this lady, man. It reached a point, man, where she got ill. She got ill, man. And I'm telling you, this was such a beautiful story. For those of you who heard it, man, people reach out to me and they tell me, man, they wanted to celebrate, celebrate her, man, for sharing. Because she was so transparent. She came on the radio and she was just sharing. But the power of it now, so it reaches the point now where she took ill, man, and the husband, man, took care of her for two years. That in itself is just such a beautiful story, man. That's such a beautiful love story where you have a spouse and one spouse gets sick and the other is taking care for two years. So after the two years, now, David says, wait, 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 let me give my husband some breaks. Remember, hey, I have this long-term care plan. I have this plan. And oh my gosh, she exercised. She exercised it. She reached out and the plan was just covering her, covering her. Fast forward from that now, you know, later now, you know, the husband passed away. The husband passed away. And, you know, you lose a loved one. Yes, you go into mourning. You know, that's natural. But I am telling you, this lady's story went further, man. Do you know the fact that she had that long-term care and that husband was so, he cared for her so much that when the husband passed, she was now inspired. Guess what she was inspired to do? She was inspired because she saw the care that she got. She saw the care that she got, that she was inspired, that she was going to open an adult family care home in the memory 
in the memory of the husband. I am telling you the God we serve is so awesome that when we put out, when we put out and we show up and we prepare, he will just, a lot of times we have dreams and we have desires and we're wondering about the how. But the God we serve takes care of the how. The God we serve takes care of the how. That vision, we just want that vision. Ask him. James 1, 5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. But a lot of us, the enemy stop us because we are wondering about the how. But the vision, the vision got to be there first before the how. In Hosea 4, 6, it says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So once you got the knowledge, once you get the knowledge, knowledge inspires no where the thought, your thoughts start changing, your thoughts start changing, your mind start renewing. Oh my gosh, this could be a message, you know. Your, your, your mind starts renewing and then the desires of your heart gets in line with God. Oh my gosh, that is, you know. So I just want to just, just, just continue and tell you about the testimony about this lady, man, where she starts this adult family care home, man. And she has a vision, man. She, she just, she has one, man. And the vision is to have more. Oh my God, to God be the glory, man. So I celebrate her, man. So, so wow, 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 wow. So I just wanted to share. I was excited to share that with you guys. You know, I'm in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. So let's continue. Let's continue from, from last week where we're talking about the caregiving, where it starts with a discussion. Um, a lot of times we don't go forward with things because we just feel like it can be done. We just feel like it can be done. That is where we're blocking. We're blocking ourselves. But you'll be surprised you started the, the, the discussion. The discussion. So the medical part, the medical part of it, um, you have to get professional opinion. So like it says, discussion. There are gonna be discussions where they're going to be general discussions, but also some discussions has to be professional because like regarding medical, you know, you have to get professional opinion on the loved one's health and future prognosis because what happens is that it's easy for us to be in denial. Yes, sometimes we're in denial and sometimes we don't even want to share Sometimes we don't even want to share. You know, I've lost, I've lost a couple of family members and, um, and I'll even put my mother in that category in the sense that, you know, where, you know, and there's that still debate on where sometimes people don't share is, is are they trying to save you? Are they trying to save you? Where sometimes someone will be sickly and they feel like they don't want to burden anybody else you know that 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 that's what i'm thinking about my mom you know when i was 26 quite a few years ago you know whereas you know she was going to the doctor and so forth and you know she didn't share she didn't share what was going on with her and then when the family really found out you know 
She was gone in less than two weeks. Yeah, she was gone in less than two weeks. So some families go through that where it happens quick and then another family, whereas, oh my gosh, seven, you know, a friend now is mom going through it. And uh, and this dementia thing, it's, it's going on now for almost seven years. Almost seven years, you know. So, so yeah. So it becomes draining. It becomes draining. But talking about it, talking about it can help in a lot of ways. Because sometimes, you know, when this surprise comes on, sometimes the family is not financially prepared. Sometimes the family is not financially prepared. Because one of the factors that we have to consider, because I said to you, there are four things we really need to talk about. You know, medical, legal, financial, and the personal. And, and all four are equally important. I don't think one is more important than the other. Or, you, you know, sometimes um, with the financial, even talking about financial, since we are on a financial literacy show, Sometimes, sometimes there's this denial. That's the only way I can consider it in the sense that we're, because the family may be somewhat, whether they close or not close, the family members feel like, you know, well, we're going to be able to take care of mom, we're going to be able to take care of grandma, grandpa, or dad. But the reality of it, the reality of it is that Sometimes it reaches to a point where the family member is not equipped. It's not equipped because it's easy for us to say, well, we're going to do the caregiving. You're going to do the caregiving. But sometimes we fail to, to evaluate how long will the caregiving be. You don't know because I just shared with you my situation. My mom, my mom, this happened in two weeks. It's happened in two weeks. My dad got a stroke and went to the hospital. He didn't come out of the hospital. He died three weeks after. So I see my situation. I just told you about my mom for two weeks, my dad for three, for three weeks. But then I have friends. I am telling you, living this, no, I have a friend, you know. His mom is, you know, in the dementia. This is going on. This is going on for... Almost seven years, almost going on for seven years, you know. So, so the financial part of it, it's necessary to discuss because if you think of, well, the family may mean good, right? The family may mean good that they will help. But what happened when that care needs 24-hour yeah, when, what, what happens when it needs 24 hours, you know? Because then you're going to say, okay, someone is going to help, but that person also has a life. That other person also has a family. So this is where the challenge comes in, where um, I encourage you guys, for those of you, you know, I, I really believe, you know, and, and the lady with the testimony last week when I was talking with her, you know, sometimes we think of long-term care and um, we believe that long-term care should be for the elderly. But it doesn't necessarily be, you know, her statement to me that she believes that 
anybody over 21 should have some kind of long-term care. You know, that was her belief in that sense. So there are pluses and minuses to that in the sense that the earlier you have it, then it's going to be less expensive. But remember, I've spoken to you about insurance. You have these insurances that are what I call it, smart insurance. A lot of smart insurance has long-term care coverage included in it. Yeah, smart insurance, smart annuity. Yeah, a lot of smart annuity also has long-term care. So a lot of times you just have to have the discussion so that, because if you don't bring it up on someone who knows they may not be able to share because the topic did not come up. The topic did not come up. So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. We continue to talk about long-term care, the, the discussion where it is something that we need to discuss. All right. So one of the next parts, so we mentioned the medical. We spoke about the medical because you got to be careful in the sense that sometimes... Um, Sometimes you, 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 you may think your parent or your grandparent, they'll just come and they'll say, well, they're not feeling well. Sometimes it doesn't happen like that. So it's, you, you, you just have to be observant. You just have to be observant because, you know, some people, very few people would tell you when they're not feeling well like that. I remember um, I shared with you that we lost the patriarch of our family three years ago. And I remember, I remember about 10 years ago when it started happening. And he, you know, he said to me that, you know, I think I'm losing, I'm losing my memory. Yeah. Well, 10 years, well, seven years prior to his death, I'm losing my memory. So he diagnosed that himself and what he did, because sometimes we think of something and we don't take action. Let me tell you what he did, because he believed it so much. Maybe something may have happened because his decision was so drastic in the sense that he had, I remember he had a Ford pickup truck, he had a Ford pickup truck and he had a family car for him and his wife. And what he did, he sold his pickup truck. He sold his pickup truck because he did not want the temptation of driving it. He did not want the temptation of driving it because he didn't want to drive out and didn't know how to get back home. So that is where someone self-diagnose that they are forgetting. While you will have another person now will not tell you that. So this is where family members have to be observant of their, their you know, their siblings, their elder ones are one. Just observant in the sense that because sometimes we'll see the sign. Sometimes we'll see the sign. And that's the medical part of it. The legal part. I want to touch on the legal part because the legal part is also very critical in the sense that you know, say for instance, I'm here, we're speaking in, um, I'm here in Palm City, Florida. You know, there are laws in Florida. Each state, each state has different laws regarding, 
you know, caregiving, estate planning, you know, you, so it's not one size fits all, you know, because that's a state right there in with, with, you know, estate planning and stuff like that within the state. So what happens there is sometimes we don't make plans. Sometimes we don't make plans, whether something as simple as even a will you, you'd be surprised, and each of you can check yourself. You'll be surprised how many people don't have any will. Because a, a, a will, sometimes it's very easily done, but sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult because what is happening is that, in the sense that you are making a decision for when you're not here. And that in itself for you to accept that there's going to be a time when you're not here. And sometimes that may seem like an easy decision or easy thing to understand. No, no, no. And even myself, I have evolved in my thinking on that as I speak with different people over the years because I was one of those who was in that corner thinking that it's an easy decision. But I can tell you, after talking and experiencing with different people, it's not easy. It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to understand or accept our mortality and our weakness. You know, and it says, yes, we are believers, we should. Yes, we should. Yes, but it's still not easy. It's still not easy. But be, so be careful. Be careful about beating up on people. Telling, encourage people. Encourage. It's like I come on here on Fridays. You know, I, I, I share with you and I hope that as I share these things, it will encourage. It will encourage some of you. It will encourage one of you, two of you. But what I know and what I believe that if it encourages one person, it's not just that person, it's that family. It's that family because what that person decides will affect the entire family. And that's the joy. That's the joy I experience when I'm here and I'm sharing with you guys. I know a lot of you are listening and a lot of you won't listen either. A lot of you won't listen. You're hearing it and then we finish at 5 o'clock. Then it makes no impact on you. But I do believe that it's going to impact some. So every week we do that. Every week we do that hoping that we can make a difference in one family life. Because we don't look at it as individual. When we make uh, a difference in one individual it's not just that individual. You're talking about the family. You're talking about the family. And, you know, um, and it depends how big that family is and how influential that person that it made a difference is, you know. They may have grandchildren. They may have children. They may have siblings. And ju with them just sharing what they have done that, you know, they were listening to the radio and they heard this and they have decided this. I cannot tell you and I thank you. I thank those of you because a lot of you have taken me upon the offer 
to share with you, to share with you, and you have contacted me with your questions, and I've addressed the questions, and some of you, you know, and that 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 is just so gratifying. I'm telling you, it is so gratifying when when you can share insights with someone, and it just makes a difference, you know. So. So that that's 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 one of the belief and the gratitude that I have, you know, for this radio station and and you guys as listeners, you know, we're WCNO is a good news station. So the privilege of being on here and just sharing with you, it's not something we take for granted. We don't take it for granted in that for all of you who are listening now, we know you have choices. You have choices. You could be watching TV. You could be listening to another. You could be listening. You could be um, listening to another station. You could be watching sopa. I don't know if you have sopa for this late in the afternoon, but you could be doing something else. But you chose. You chose to listen at this opportune time. So we're trying to make it valuable that we're sharing insights with you that can make a difference in your life. And you know, sometimes we'll share things and it may not be affecting your life immediately, but when you learn something, you can share with others. You can share with others. Because if we share as a community, it only strengthens our community. It only strengthens our community. So, give you the number again. I'm in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100, Hubert McIntosh, your CPA. So, the legal part of it, we talk about the legal part in the sense that, um, and it's so interesting that the legal part sometimes crosses with the medical part because here's the thing. Here's the thing in terms of even long-term care. Long-term care. One of the things you ask if you're going to be doing a surgery, if you're going to be doing a surgery, well, I think it's required. I think it's required that they have to ask you this, like one of the pre-surgery questionnaire. You, they ask you, do you have a living will? Yeah, do you have a living will in the sense that, and they also ask, um, do you have a do not resuscitate? It's called a DNR. It's a DNR in the sense that because you're going into surgery or something can happen and you can go into surgery and you don't come out of surgery. You don't, you don't, you don't, you know. So I'm not sugarcoating it, you know, like, you know, you go and they'll even ask you, you know, do you have any allergic reaction anesthesis and you go and you go tell them if you have allergic reaction you know you have people who have allergic reaction to the anesthesis and then they ask them that and they say no then a lot of time that person can go into cardiac arrest yeah these things happen you think i'm making up this no these things do happen so they ask you, you know, in the pre-surgery questionnaire, you know, for living well and your DNR, you know, because 
sometimes they want to know do should we try to resuscitate you should we keep you on and one of the hardest thing man you know a friend of mine had to do it three years ago and i tell you man and when i talk with him when i talk with him and i still wow i still feel it with him and i still feel it because it's not, it's not easy when you have a loved one and and you have to make that decision whether for them to pull the plug that's not easy that is not easy so i encourage you for those of you and you don't have that i encourage you to have a living will a living will is something simple it's a one page document but it's talking about your intention your intention in the sense that because if this is your intention what you do is that you take the stress off this fight because a lot of times in a family you'll have one set of people will say okay let's pull the plug another set will say no we shouldn't pull the plug so you have that fight going on within that family but if that person had a living will then those sets two sets of people were fighting a lot of times just the fact that that living will is there then basically it um it helps that argument because it's not the group's decision it's mama or papa or whoever it is made that made that decision so that's the legal part of it with the medical part you know so we're in the studio 772-221-1100 772-221-1100 give us a call give us a call share with us share with us what you what's going on in your mind share with us what's going on in your mind remember i tell you and i still i i still cannot stop talking about that lady because here's the thing sometimes sometimes i know you're hesitant in calling because you're thinking well what you have to say is not important. Well, I wanna, I, I wanna dis, uh, I, I, I wanna discourage that thought. I want you, you know, I wanna put down that thought. In fact, you thinking what you say is not important. I'm telling you, what you have to say, you're gonna make such a difference because other people have that question. I'm telling you right now. Other people have that question and they don't want to ask it. But if you have the boldness, you call it's you, you know it's family. This is this is a this is a, a WCNO community family. We're one family. We're one family. So what have brought us together? Yes, we're believers in Christ. Yes, we're believers. Yes, but what happened? So what facilitated us coming together? is WCNO. So we're in the WCNO family, WCNO family. So I just want to thank WCNO and for those of you who are listening. Mm -mm. And I got to give a plug. I know all of you or most of you, you should have gotten your communication. You should have gotten your letter in the mail. But I just want to point this out. April 5th, April 5th, not Monday coming, the following Monday, the Monday after Good Friday, we're going to be starting Prayer and Share. Prayer and Share at WCNO. 
and that's going to go on for two weeks because as you know this station is is a listener supported station it's a listener supported station so we rely on you we rely on you that we are giving you good news and then you find it blessing enough that you bless us back you know so april 5th um we're gonna have prayer and cheer for two weeks okay we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. Call us and give us your feedback on the topic we're talking about. We're still talking about the discussion regarding caregiving. The discussion regarding caregiving, we're touching the four topics, medical, legal, and financial. So we have spoken about those three. What's the next topic? The fourth topic. The fourth topic is probably, even though all of them are important, the fourth topic is probably the most important because we're personal beings, right? We're personal beings, you know? Because remember, this discussion, remember, when we're having this discussion, when we're having this discussion about caregiving, we have to remember, we have to remember this because this conversation and the discussion can go lopsided. But what we have to remember is that the discussion is about the care recipient. The care recipient. That's what we have to, that's what we have to remember. You know, I was listening to Adrian Rogers this morning, powerful um, message that he has. There was a statement, he made a statement in there in the sense that whereas when we go to church or when we go to worship amongst others and you know sometimes we'll go and we'll say well oh the worship is boring yeah <laughs> it's boring have you ever caught yourself saying that adrian pointed out something if the worship is boring it's not the worship it's our spirit <laughs> if you stop to think of that, if the worship is our spirit, because what is worship? When you when we stop, you know, when we stop and we think about where we're coming together to worship, to worship. Think about it. When we are coming to worship, the first thing is it's dying to self. Worship is not about us, and I think sometimes that is missed. Because we're thinking, okay, what should we get? Oh, my gosh. We get to worship. We get to worship. We get to worship. That's the blessing in itself. We get to worship. Because we were all lost. We were all lost. And then this great creator and father of ours decided to save us by sending his son. By sending his son. And what does he what does he require of us? Oh my gosh. He has made it so easy for us. All he requires of us is worship. Yeah. All he requires of us is worship. You know, what what what's what's the number one? What's the number one? What what what's the number one commandment? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your heart. Love the Lord. And how do you show? Your love for the Lord. How do you show your love? We can't give God anything. 
we can't give him anything. So how do we show love? You know, sometimes um, we, we feel like we can show love to somebody. We buy them this expensive gift or we buy this. You, you know, we buy this because we believe that's going to show love, you know. But what does God, if he, because he is the epitome of love. God is love. So what does he require of us? It's just worship. Because there's nothing. He owns everything. He owns everything. Why can't we give him? We can't give him anything. He owns everything but our worship. Because guess what? He can't worship himself. We were created to worship. Oh, my gosh. That's, we were created to worship. God can't worship himself. But he created us so we can worship him. Wow. So remember the discussion now. It has to be focused on the care recipient, you know. And, and, and with it being focused on them, then we have to ask, what are their personal preferences? What are their personal preferences? You know, like, for instance, um, and sometimes wisdom has to be, has to be applied in the sense that where someone can share with you their personal preference and then where the part of prayer and wisdom comes in is that what if their personal preference is not the best thing for them? And that becomes a challenge where you need you need the intervention of the Holy Spirit there because here it is, someone is telling you what's their personal preference but then you're thinking, well, that's not the best thing for them. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Here's the next one about that with the personal part. And this is a tough one. I shared this with you. This happened to us two years ago. Where do they want to live? <laughs> Where do they want to live? That now is one of those when sometimes their personal preference not going to work. I told you two years ago, I had an aunt. I had an aunt who was in Boynton Beach. And, um, you know, I told you guys the story before, but I'll just repeat that part. And um, her daughter had to put her feet down and says, you know, mom, you can't live in Boynton Beach anymore. You got to come to Pennsylvania. Her daughter lives up in the Poconos. So check this out, guys. No, check this out. Because you're thinking, no, okay, here's this lady. Lives in Boynton Beach. She lives in Boynton Beach. It's sunny Florida. Sunny Florida. And then, you know, you're told, yeah, because you get to that point at that time. She was 89. She's 91 now. She was told. By her daughter. Hey, you can't live there no more. You can't live in Florida no more. You got to come live with us. You got to come live with us. And then this now, when these things, that, when you didn't discuss these, these, can, these things can turn out to be big, huge fights. Because here it is now, this lady has her home in Boynton Beach, Florida, in sunny Florida, may I add, let me add, sunny Florida. But the daughter who prepared her home for one day that her mom 
may get that way. The daughter had the vision, she and her husband had the vision to see that, you know what, just in case, just in case, we are going to have this section of our home for mom. Yeah, this was like 15, 20 years ago. She she didn't know that. Well, she's like 15, 20 years ago. She structured her home up in the Poconos. And then two years ago, she realized that she has to make an, uh, I don't know, you don't call it an executive decision. I don't know. It's, you know, she, she had to tell mom, mom, you got to move. So what happened? Mom started losing her eyesight. She started losing her eyesight on a little of her memory. So mom left the stove on. She left the stove on. She didn't remember that the stove was on. She almost burned the house down. Yes. Fire rescued it. Almost burned the house down. And it wasn't the first time. So the daughter had to make a tough decision. I can tell you. I can tell you because this is my aunt. I can tell you. That, was she happy? Nope. Nope. She was not happy. She was not happy. I am telling you, she left Boynton Beach. She left Boynton Beach, you know, kicking and hollering. She left Boynton Beach kicking and hollering, you know. But sometimes these tough decisions has to be made. So if you don't have that discussion, where are you going to live? You know, so, so because here's a concern now. Here's a concern with regarding that now because we need to assure the loved one that they will be able to maintain independence as long as possible because it's hard. It's hard that for someone to accept that they're losing their independence. They're accepting that they're losing their independence. So it's for that family member to try and encourage them, to encourage them that, you know what, why this is being done is because everyone wants to make the decisions that's our best for them. But sometimes, so I, I can tell you so many stories with that. I can tell you so many stories with that, you know, you know. I had one friend once, you know, that went with his mom and, you know, then, they realize every time she go out, man, she was driving, and every time the car come back, there's a ding on the car. There's a ding. Yeah, yeah. She brushed something, had some minor accident, and they decided to just take the keys. They take the keys and say, Mom, you can't drive no more. Mom, you can't drive no more. <laughs> this is, it, it sounds funny, but it's not funny. Do you know what Mom did the next day? Do you know what mom did? Mom called. You know, mom wasn't familiar with this Uber thing. Or, this is a few years back, you know. She called a taxi. Do you know she took a taxi to the car dealership? The car dealership? And she bought a new car? So stop and ask yourself now. Here's this salesperson that sold this lady because I'm telling you, she was almost 90. And I'm not saying because a person is 90, that means they're feeble and they can't do. But here's this woman about 90 years old. 
you you would think that the salesperson would check with somebody would check with somebody you know but that didn't happen because what what's the motive you know i don't know the details but what's the motive of the salesperson what's the salesperson is there for the salesperson is there to sell a car to sell a car and you, you know that may sound cold in that sense you, you sense that because then what happens now that salesperson go and question her and that then she gets upset with that salesperson then she goes to another car you, you know these things there's just so much moving pieces to it you know we're in the studio you guys not calling i hope that this is registering i know some of you are thinking well call and share your views 772-221-1100. 772-221-1100. We're in the studio. Okay? So, as we continue to talk more about the personal part of it, you know, it's, you know, and you're going to get different views. You're going to get different views. There's no one size fits all. There's no one way the conversation should go. That's why I tell you it has to be a discussion. It has to be a discussion. It can't be a command. It can't be a command. It can't be where you are being forceful, three siblings, and one is being for, forceful more than the other two. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what has happened in cases like those. <laughs> and I'm telling you all of this from experience. So one sibling is more forceful than the other two. In this particular case, I'm thinking of, you know what happened? You know what happened? The other two siblings took the approach, okay? All right? You want to be more forceful? Do you want to be more forceful? All right. Then we're going to just leave it to you. We're just going to leave it to you. We're going to leave it to you. So dad gets sick. Dad gets sick. And guess what? The one who was most forceful, who you think have to shoulder all the responsibility. And you're saying, yes, that shouldn't be so. The other shoes should step in. But you got to be careful if you want to be forceful with these discussions. You got to be prepared for the consequences. You got to be prepared for the consequences. Because if you don't want your siblings participate in this discussion if you don't want your siblings to participate in this discussion you may be left where you are the one who has to give the care you're the one who has to give the care and you're going to say well oh life is not fair yes but go back to when you were being forceful so this is where each of us has to check ourselves. We have to check ourselves and see. And then we discuss it and then we identify the role each going to play. What happens a lot of time is assumptions are made. Assumptions are made. You know, I can tell I can I can tell you as a CPA and a financial advisor how many times, you know, in my business I almost I have a third role that is not where I don't have a professional license for. So, but it's almost like I have to be psychologist. Yeah. I have to be psychologist because I'm telling you, you're thinking people come there. You think they're just going to talk about their accounting, their taxes, their fine. No, no. They are going to talk about their life. 
They're going to talk about their life. We are human beings. The most important thing to a human being is to know that he or she matters. He or she matters. So we're going to talk about ourselves. We want to know. We want to know. We want it to be personal because we want to know that we matter. So you can't, you, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a very touchy topic. You got to handle it with kid gloves and you got to respect people's opinion. Okay. All right. The last part of this, we only got a couple of minutes, but the last part I want to point out is when resistance comes up. You're going to have a, it's not a question of whether resistance will be a part of this conversation, but just how much and how to deal with it productively. So don't assume and don't think, don't go in blindsided or naive thinking that there won't be resistance. Of course there will be resistance. There will be resistance, but you have to manage the resistance. You have to manage the resistance. You can't manage the resistance forcefully because you try to respond, re, re, respond to it forcefully, then force is force, then that becomes conflict. Force going against force, that's become conflict. So you got to be careful about that, okay? You got to be careful, right? You know, so try not to anticipate what your parents might say or how they will react. You know, start it out. Example, I'll give you some example, you know. Dad, let's talk about what you want down the road. Let's start what is important to you. Sometimes you will not realize how powerful a question like that. Because when you say that to someone, what's important to you? You know what you're saying to that person? You're saying to that person, you matter. You matter. You matter. People want to know they matter. Just because they're your dad or your mom or grand, you're just thinking they don't matter. No, they want to know that they matter. So something you just have to ask that just that subtle question. Dad, mom, let's talk about what you want down the road. Let's start with what is important to you. And I'm telling you, you start that way, that discussion goes different. You know? Another example. Mom, have you thought about what you want to do if you need more help? If you need, you're not forcing it. You're asking. You're asking. You know? Mom, do you think you might want a hand with some of the housework? I am telling you, it's one of the hardest things is for a lady to let go of her housework and you bring in someone else to clean her house. It's hard. So I'm telling you, I just thank you guys for joining us. You know, time is up on us. This is Hubert McIntosh. Remember, you can reach us. You can reach us if you have any questions. 561-332-1755. 561-332-1755. You take care. Have a good evening, have a good weekend, and I will see you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Financial Literacy Show. Till next time, make sure to stay updated on MacintoshFinancialGroup.com. If you have any questions, call us on 561-332-1755. Disclaimer. This material was created to provide accurate and reliable information on the subjects covered, but should not be regarded as a complete analysis of these subjects. It is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, or other professional advice. The services of an appropriate professional should be sought regarding your individual situation. Advisory services may be offered through Forta Financial Group Incorporated, member FINRA-SIPC.